we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Time is one of our greatest commodities. We will always invest our time in people and activities that we treasure. The investment of our time reveals the desire of our heart. Yeah. So whatever you spend your time on, that's what's in your heart. So if you want to know what's most important to you in this life, get you a pie chart and chart your time. There's an app on your phone that you can get and you put in what you're doing and it'll show you at the end of the day or the end of the week what's most important to you. Some of you is sleep. That's a dirty shame. <laughs> 13, 14 hours of sleep. Something is wrong with you physically. You got a nailment. Your body shouldn't even be able to sleep that much. Amen. And then when you fall asleep and can't nothing wake you up, something's wrong. Some of you, your, your week is gone and you're like at the end of every week, man, where did this week go? I didn't get half of the things I needed done. Well, that's because you need to sit down with your schedule and figure out what's important. Amen. So you got to get your time managed so that you can have time for God. Luke 12 and 34, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be what? What you invest in, that's where your heart is. Amen. What's most important to you. That's where your heart is. It is impossible to say that you know someone without spending time with them. You don't, if you don't spend time with them, you don't know them. We must make time for God in order to truly know him. Sunday, look at somebody say, Sunday's not enough. Sunday is not enough. Coming in here and getting a piece of paper and reading and listening to the songs and then going home. That's not enough. That's not enough. No, you got to spend time with God in order to truly know him. Amen. Like we talked about last week, you know your faith and how well you know God when you're challenged. When that 5% will come up to you and you got to argue with him for 20 minutes. Then you go home twisting your hair because you lost. No, no, you got to know, you got to know, you got to spend time with him. The more time you spend with God, people can't talk you out of God. Can nobody talk me out of God? What I know and what I've seen him do all these years. Come on. You're not talking me out of God. I don't care what you show me on paper. You can throw all the Bibles away and and block my access to him. And I'm going to believe in God. I hear this word in my heart. I, I please. But that comes from spending time with him. Psalms 46 and 10, be still and know that I am God. This is powerful. Just what I said. That, those first two words. What do you say? Be still. be still. In other words, quit moving around. Yeah. And be still. I like the old folks, you say, get somewhere and what? <laughs> I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in earth. So what he's saying is, I'm, 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 I've got this. You get somewhere and be still. And that's a lot of our problem. A lot of us are moving. And the, and the, and the sad thing is we, a lot of times we move to get away from situations. But if we be still and deal with those situations, then we can move to the next place God is trying to elevate us to. Does that make sense? So some of us need to just be still. We should daily devote ourselves to studying the word of God or to communicating with the Lord through prayer. Daily. Look at somebody and say Daily. You need to talk to God in some manner, some form, daily. 
in your commute. If you're in the car longer than 30 minutes, turn off talk radio and put in a put in a Bible CD. Ride and listen to it. Get you a Bible. Get you one and listen to it and 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 soak it up so that you can be prepared when challenges come. So we should daily devote ourselves to studying the word of God, to communicating with the Lord through prayer. Bible study and prayer are the best ways to learn God and to fellowship with him. Bible study. Look at somebody and say, Bible study is studying the Bible. When we say Bible study, we think of three or four gathered. He'll also be in the midst. Well, if it's just one of you and you're reading his word, he's in the midst because he's his word. Bible study, studying the Bible and prayer. These are the best ways to know God and to fellowship with him. Matthew 22 and 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, you Arab, because you don't know the scriptures nor the power of God. How do we know the scriptures and the power of God? By spending time with God and the scriptures. Amen. Your error comes from you not knowing the scriptures and knowing the power of God. Effective prayers. How many of you want your prayers effective? Amen. This is, this is going to bless you so much. Your prayers are going to, some of y'all's prayers are going to go from ineffective to effective just because of this lesson right here. It's going to bless you. It's going to help your house. It's going to help your family. going to help you find what you need. Because a lot of times we're just asking God for the wrong thing. Amen. And it goes back to dysfunction many times. Goes back to the way we were raised. Goes back to what was missing. Some of y'all, if your father was missing in your home, you'll never pray to God right until you get it right. And I'm not talking about get it right with your father. I'm talking about understanding that God is not that kind of father. He's not here to replace your earthly father. So you can't always come to him with stuff that you would come to an earthly father and expect him to do it. God, I need somebody to play football with me. I don't have nobody to play. God, can you come play football with me? You can't pray that. It ain't going to happen. Take me fishing, Lord. It's not going to happen. Through prayer, we are endowed with the power of the Holy Spirit. And the devil knows and fears the power of a praying Christian. Devil gets scared the minute you get on your knees. He gets afraid. He gets afraid because he knows if you say something or repeat something that God has said, he has to answer to it. You repeat his words. The devil's threatened. James 5 and 16, confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that what? You may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So yeah, your prayers can make a lot of things happen if you know how to do it. But God is, look at somebody say, God is not a genie. He's not a wish granter. And that's what we need to realize and come to grips with. Jesus taught his disciples that the most effective prayers are done where? Jesus taught his disciples. The most effective prayers are done in secret. In a private setting, we can be transparent and unashamed while conversing with God. Did you hear me? In a private setting, some of the stuff that you have to tell God, nobody needs to hear. No one. Amen. 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 When you coming in, we all corporately praying and you all loud. Keep it general. <laughs> bless everyone, Lord. Everyone. I love everyone. Everyone I love. Let bless the Lord. Everyone in here. Bless us all. Love and worship. We worship you. Bless everyone. I love everyone. That's your, that's your, that's your, yeah, that's your public prayer. Don't be in here, Lord, this girl next to me. 
Oh, mm. oh, such a Jezebel. Oh, but God, but God, but God. And that's your wife. I'm like. <laughs> but we can be transparent and unashamed. Not even that bad, but some of the stuff people don't need to know. Lord, I'm weak. I'm weak. God, you know I'm weak in the flesh. You know I'm tempted. You know I give in to any man. That's right. <laughs> Try to get a husband. You standing next to him every Sunday. Lord, you know I'm weak. <laughs> when they got a full beard, Lord, full beards just do something to me. <laughs> But in a private setting, we can be transparent and unashamed while conversing with God. That's the most important part about being praying to God because you can be transparent. He knows you better than anyone. Amen? Amen. Prayer closet. Matthew 6 and 6. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy what? And when thou hast what? Shut the door. Pray to thy father which is in secret. This is Jesus Christ. Now, if I'm going to, if, if I'm going to get close to God and the only way to get close to God is through Jesus, then I'm going to try to do what he say. The only way to get to God is Jesus Christ. And I'm following the red writing of the Bible. Pray to thy father, which is in secret and thy father, which seeth in secret shall do what? Do what? Reward thee openly. This is important y'all because the secret prayer has been shunned. The secret prayer, you know why the secret prayer is shunned? Because people can't get glory. Praying in the presence of others or in a group setting is good. At times, it's good. When we do it in here, corporate prayer, it's fine. Because we keep, we keep it general. Amen? It's fine. But we should never pray in order to be what? Seen or heard by men. When thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the what? As the what? As the what? And just in case you don't know the hypocrite, Jesus in the red writing put a semicolon there. That means he's going to explain to you what the hypocrite does. For they love to do what? Pray standing in the synagogues and in the what? Corners of the streets that they may be what? Seen of men. Verily I say unto you, that's all they're going to get. In other words, what he's really saying is, I'm not doing nothing they said. All they're going to get is, oh, she is, oh, mm, I felt that. Do not pray to be seen, amen, or be heard. Now, we, you catch hands with some friends or something and you pray even then. Even then, be modest about it. Be effective. Pray the will of God, but be modest. It would be even more modest for you to open the Bible and say, I'm just going to pray this passage. Is that okay? And just read the passage and say, God, we just expect you to do everything I just read because it lines up with your word. It could be that simple. I know that doesn't make you look good. It would make you look good if you, oh, and knock somebody out, somebody fall out, somebody start puking. Whoa. Man, God was really dealing with you. Look at all that pizza. You throwing up, that's, that's the Lord. I heard somebody one time, demons coming out of them, they threw up, and the whole church started shouting. I said, why y'all shouting? Because that's the nest. Oh, the nest came out. <clears throat> the nest. 
the nest. Nest? Nest? So what was that? A, a bird? <laughs> kookaburra? You had a kookaburra in you. <laughs> I mean, would a demon have a nest? What kind of demon is that? A furry one? You just said, <laughs> what, what, you had a, what, a nest? I mean, the whole church, they were shocked. The nest is out. <laughs> foolishness. Ain't that some foolishness? But some of y'all grew up under that. So we're not looking for that when we pray for people. I'm not looking for you to throw up and all that, man. When I'm talking to you and I'm praying to you, I'm looking for you to act right so you can listen to me. Don't be passing out. You better wake up. Because you need to hear what I'm saying. And we need to deal with what's wrong. It's the young boy, the boy that was a lunatic. When Jesus walked up to him, the Bible said he passed out, tried to pass out like he was dead. Jesus was like, uh-uh. Jesus kept dealing with him. No, no, you got to come out. You ain't finna sleep this one off. Wake up. Man, all this stuff, this super spiritual stuff, some of this stuff is foolishness. Prayer is a great relationship builder. When we pray the word of God, we do what? We align ourselves with him in order to accomplish his desires. Did you know that's what prayer is? Prayer is to accomplish God's desires, not yours. Point at somebody and say, not yours. Not your desires. No. His desires. Prayer, man, we were taught like right off the bat that prayer is about us. No, it's about his desires for you. And if you're not praying that, you're not going to get that. Amen? That's what folks say all the time. Be careful what you pray for. First John 5 and 14. And we are certain that if we make any request to him, which is what? What is right? Righteousness, right alignment. If it's right with him or right in his eyes or rightly aligned with him, he will give ear to us. And if we are certain that he gives ear to all our requests, we are equally certain that we will get our what? Request. He just told you. Your request, if they're right in his eyes, rightly aligned with his will, you're going to get them. First, he says he's going to hear them. Then he says, if you're sure that he hears then you better know he's going to do it because it li- it's right in his eyes. His eyes, not your eyes. Point at somebody and say, not your eyes. Not your eyes. Don't be in here asking for stuff that you want and then expect, oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. Yes, I went and walked around that Bentley seven times. Your house was $40,000. Where you going to park it? Where you going to park it? So it's got to line up. You can't just be just pulling prayers out, going to these conferences. Money cometh conference. All you got to do is speak to money. Money! And just money just start. That's some foolishness. How you going to speak to money? Going to these conferences where preachers spread the money all out on the stage and they just swimming in it. <laughs> He's swimming, backstroking, kicking it, everything. Shoes off, picking it up with his toes. All he's doing is birthing discontentment in you. So you won't be satisfied with the things that you have. Can I preach in here? Yes, but he will give us our request as long as it is right in his eyes. Learn how to manage money before you expect it. Manage the tens you have before it turns into hundreds. 
I give you $10, what you going to do with it? $10 and you went and bought an $11 weave. Oh, yeah, it was 10 Yeah, but I talked her down. <laughs> Spent the whole 10 All you had was 10 <laughs> Our prayers. See, the women start laughing because they know I'm telling the truth. Got your hair down. I didn't know where your next meal was coming from. So can you put some licorice whips in it just in case? Why are you bring me weave and a pack of Twizzlers? I just want you to weave it all together because <laughs> it's going to be a rough week. Our prayers should be centered around the desires of God. Look at somebody say the des- <laughs> the desire <laughs> the desires of God. Amen. Desires of God. Some of y'all just need to go natural because you don't have no money. Natural look good anyway, but some of y'all need to give it up. Car note hair. Y'all know men look at that too. Like, no, see, she was in the beauty shop like eight times this month. Um, I think we need to break up. She'll hair as a car note. You know, we got some folks here that just take me literal when I say stuff. I'm just playing, okay? So don't come next week with your hair. <laughs> Looking like underarm hair. Just, I'm just playing. Husband don't even like you no more. Oh, man. I'll pay it. Shoot. I'll pay it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Texting me, Pastor. I mean, this is, I mean, I got to draw the line. You got to watch what you said. (laughs) Our prayers should be centered around the desires of who? Not your desires, God's desires. Our carnal desires should never, oh, this is important, dominate our prayer time. You need to listen to yourself. Soon as you hit your knees, listen to how much of you you talking about. Now, I know you're going to start off, Lord, forgive me my sins and this and that and this. I understand. You want to you, you get that right? But man, you can't talk about your sins the whole time. God, help me. Just help me, Lord. And, and, and ooh, Lord, I, I need this. And then I need this. And, and God, I need you to do this. And I, oh, yeah. Ooh, I forgot. Ooh, ooh, yeah. That was, ooh, mm, that's a big one. I need this. And, oh, you know, I don't have no money. And, you know, I need this. And, you know, I want to look good now, Lord. You want your saints to look good. You said beautiful are the feet of us. That tra- <laughs> so I need these shoes. I make my feet beautiful. Dominating your prayer time with carnal desires. You just wasted your time. Everything you prayed for takes money. I had some dude try to try to try to try to be slick about it too. Send me this long, exhausted letter via email. Oh, I've been going to pastor from from pastor to pastor, ministry to ministry, and nobody will help me. And I can't understand how these ministries have money. They have money, but they don't want to help when there's a need for it. So I email them back. What's your need? Brother, I need some money because what I want to do, I'm trying to build some places for homeless people so that they can eat. And they just have to eat and just eat and eat. And just I, I just want to feed them and eat it and feed them. And I can't figure out why nobody will help me because God gave me this vision. I, said, I emailed him back. I said, you lying. And he's like, what? I said, you lying. I said, because God don't give vision without provision. 
I told him the very fact that you can't build them, it means that you're not supposed to build them. So you praying about what you want to do. That's what you're doing. You praying about what you want to do because if God wanted you to do that, you'd be able to do it. I didn't have to ask nobody for money for EX Ministries. That was what God wanted to happen. Not only did I have to ask anybody for anything, but he gave me money to do it. What would God be like? I got this vision. I want you to preach this message. I want you to go here. I want you to travel the world and preach. And they don't give you no money. Like, now wait a minute, Lord. It's going to take a little finance for this. I didn't have to do that. Folks called me and brought me down. Never paid to go nowhere and preach. Never. Because it was God's vision. And with his vision comes what? Provision. You want me to help you real good? Help you real good with something. God's vision for all of y'all is marriage and family. That's what he made you for. So that's when provision comes. Provision. If. If it's in line. If it's in his order. You line your house up with God's order. Provision will always be there. Because that's his vision for your home. I'm telling you the truth. Provision comes. Line your house up with God and watch. Because that's his vision. And with his vision, there's always provision. Amen. But if you line your home up in God's order, vision, provision always comes. All that frustration all that heartache, high blood pressure, worrying, can't sleep, all that about bills and all that. No, 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 no. God is just, all that's happening because you're lining things up. Once things are in line, you'll see. God will provide for your family. Oh, yes, he will. Yes, he will. Now, you may not be able to drive the Bentley, but he will provide. See, some of you single women, you're single right now because you, you're not even ready to let a man do that. So God's keeping the men away from you. Because creation roles ain't no joke. Ask some of these freshly married folks. I think I text that 10 times this week. Creation roles ain't no joke, huh? That adjustment from independent. Then got to deal with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, you in here P31 and yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, just wait. <laughs> just wait. Wait. Wait, ain't nobody told you what to do in 10 years. Just wait. Just wait till that man has a request. It's been 10 years since you listened to anybody. You know what that does to a woman? Our carnal desire should never dominate our prayer time. Matthew 6 and 7. Ain't you trying to line your house up with the creation roles of God? Pray the creation role. Pray what God created the man for. Pray what God created the home to look like. Pray what God, that's how you do it. Don't just go in there, oh God, I married a sorry one. Look like he's sorry, Lord. I didn't know. First, you're lying. You knew. That's why you picked him. So you can run it. Read Proverbs 31 and pray it. In your prayer time. This is the kind of woman. Conform her, Lord. Conform her. Snatch her by hair. And may God do this. <laughs> Matthew 6 and 7. When you pray, use not vain repetition. I'm going to go into the tongues and all of that and, and, and later on in this series. So I don't want to get into that, but all the more tongues that you learned when you was young and you saying the same thing all the time, hikabo shanda and lasala shanda and hasta la visa, all that stuff you heard. <laughs> Cut it out. Cut it out. 
First of all, nobody in here speaks that language, so ain't no need you even doing it. Well, you pray in English. My holy language. How many times have I heard that? Don't nobody know what that means. Vain repetition, saying the same thing over and over. That annoys God. He says, when you pray, don't do that. He said, the heathens do that. For they think they shall be heard for much speaking, which means they think they shall be heard for, their way, for the way they correlate their words and how good it sounds. Oh, we're going to let Sister Jimbo pray because when she prays, oh, it just sounds so good. And yes, and God said, Lord, from the belly, you better birth that baby. First of all, you a woman. Why is your voice raspy? Oh, I've been preaching all week. Okay, second of all, it's just me and you on the phone. Why are you talking like that? Oh, well, you you called me. I don't know. (laughs) Praying the will of God will produce plentiful results in the kingdom of God and in our personal lives. God's power is what? readily available do you want the power of God anybody here want the power of God do you want the power of God to operate in your life here is how you do it it's readily available to us when we pray according to his will you know why it's power because it's power to make what happened happen because you repeated what he said would happen that's power that's all the power you need if he promised you deliverance pray power and deliverance. Read it in the word and pray it. Read it and pray it. Pray it and read it. Open your eyes and read it. Don't keep begging him. Read it. The power isn't in what you say. The power is in what he said. That's why you need to repeat what he said. Yeah, I suggest a lot of your prayer time, I don't want to say all, but a lot of your prayer time, you need to have your eyes open. Read it. Reading what he said. Do you know that it's easier to, be, to believe what he said than what you say? A lot of your faith, the issue is because you said it. But if you read the word and see what he's done before, you know he can do it. So pray what he said. It's easier to believe. Amen. Summary. Our first experience with prayer usually occurs when we are children. Most of us were taught to tell God the secrets of our heart. And to beg him for the things that we did not have. Santa Claus. Most of us, Jesus and Santa Claus were similar. Amen. If you act right and do good. Our parents was using Jesus to make you act right. If you act right and do good, Jesus will give you anything you ask for. Oh, I'm going to be good this week. And then you pray to Jesus. Lord, I want, I want some bomb pops. I want a, a, a candy sucker. I want a Tonka truck. And don't let somebody mess up and give it to you. Tonka truck. Five years old. Haya means life. Yeah, it messes you up. Because we were told to tell him the secrets of our heart and to beg him for the things that we did not have. As we got older, praying became trivial because our prayers seemed to go unanswered. Because we would always get out and pray what we wanted. What we want to happen. Lord, make my wife act right. She won't act right for nothing, Lord. Make her act right. Make her act right. God, please make her act right. That's no way to pray because that's not in the Bible. So you praying that, that's foolishness. Won't you pray, Lord, search my heart. Change me. 
because she's only reacting to my foolishness. Incorrect teachings about prayer and ineffective prayers has caused many to lack in the area of prayer and has also diminished our faith in the act of petitioning God. But God's word assures us that if we pray the will of the father, we will get results. God rewards those that diligently seek him. We must learn to pray effectively or according to God's standards in order to reap the benefits of prayer. But more importantly, the benefits of a solid relationship with, though it is hard for many Christians to develop a sincere relationship with God, it can be accomplished by a consistent prayer life. Luke 18 and 1, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray. And what? You've been listening to a true church perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas. 76124 or donate online at www.exministries.com